God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate, you have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything, the border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Apollo, and I am very Happy to be here with you this morning. Uh, Joe is taking care of some very important business, and he will be back this evening. But man, we have... The week just started off with a bang. Before we even get into the weekend, I feel like I have entered another episode of The Twilight Zone. And uh, I've been getting that feeling more and more lately. So, (laughs) we called called this conspiracy theorists batting a thousand because you know that uh you know that feeling in the you know in the back of your back of your chest or the pit of your stomach where you 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 feel like you you know something's going to happen and then it does and and you go huh yep I should have seen that coming whether it's like you know some person in your life who you go ah I bet they're going to do that and then they do or Maybe you're watching the news lately and you go, ha, huh, I bet they're going to steal the election. And then they do. Uh, I've been getting that feeling a lot lately. And I'm going to, we were talking about this this morning. Uh, you know, we saw the uh, interview with Alex Jones on uh, Steve Bannon, which was interesting. I don't know if he's been on Steve Bannon before, uh, but he was very humble there. And it's kind of entertaining because Alex Jones seems to have been right about a lot of stuff. Uh, So I'm not going to talk about Alex Jones much today. Um, But it was a good interview, so I'd recommend that you do good. I'm actually going to order that book. But let's just kick off with some... uh, Actually, before we start and get into the weird stuff, please go support Mike Lindell. uh, Because we aren't quite literally in the biggest fight for the voice of the, Amer- of the American people that any of us could have imagined. And if we don't fix the elections right now, we're going to have some really hard times ahead of us. And I don't know that we'll be able to do it later, at least not while remaining peaceful and without our, our society turning into something that we don't want it to. Uh, if you go to coloradorecount.com, I... I strongly urge all of you to do that they have a deadline tomorrow uh because you know the government here in colorado 
have dictated now that these candidates need to spend hundreds of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars per race in order to get a recount of the election results, just speaking about El Paso alone. So we need to support them and we need to help them reach that deadline. Uh, so go to Colorado, go support Mike Lindell. He's one of the people who has been on the front lines and has been tireless about this uh, since it started, ever since uh, you know this fight really began. So use promo code CD21. And then go to coloradorecount.com because if we can prove it in El Paso County, we can prove it everywhere. We're going to have a guest on at the end of the show today to speak about that specifically. Um, but let's let's jump into some... Really interesting headlines that I think it's kind of fascinating we get to sit here and see these as actual headlines. Um, so first of all, uh, you guys remember all this 23andMe, uh, <laughs> all these genetic tests that people were pushing forever and ever and ever. I mean, this has been, I, I can't remember what year they actually started. I have it in here somewhere. But I was seeing these, you know, years ago. and Everyone, like, it was cool. It's kind of this trendy little thing. Uh, yeah, figure out uh, figure out who your ancestors are. Are you from Africa? Are you from Asia? And uh, I know there are some reasons that they they use to support this as being really helpful in your life. You know, maybe preventing genetic diseases and things like that. And uh, and I know some of those conditions exist, but that wasn't really the push. It was kind of this designer, you know, just figure out more about your ancestry because that's the cool thing to do now and in, in uh, this century but so 23andme is one of the big companies that was doing this and so here's a really interesting headline jason crow warns that firm could be used to create bioweapons that target a person's dna to kill them this is an actual headline uh this month of this year and it says the private dna Information acquired by the firm can be sold off with very little intellectual property protection or privacy protection. Well, I think we've all, I think we can all relate to a, a diminished expectation of privacy, uh, at least in, you know, the post COVID America. A genetic testing firm, 23andMe, is under fire after U.S. House Intelligence Committee member Jason Crow cautioned people that the firm can be used to program new bioweapons to target them. He said you can actually take someone's DNA, take their medical profile, and you can target a biological weapon that will kill that person or take them off the battlefield or make them inoperable. Oh, woof. Mon happy Monday morning, everyone. Sharing his views at the Aspen Security Forum on July 22nd, Crow warned Americans to not be careless about sharing their DNA with private companies, according to reports by Daily Mail. You can't have a discussion about this without talking about privacy and the protection of commercial data because expectations of privacy have degraded over the last 20 years, said the representative of Colorado while giving a heads up that bioweapons are being made that use a target's DNA to kill that person. Young folks actually have a very little expectation of privacy. That's what the polling and the data show, he expressed. People will very rapidly spit into a cup and send it to 23andMe and get really interesting data about their background. And guess what? Their DNA is now owned by a private company. It can be sold off with very little intellectual property protection or privacy protection, and we don't have legal or regulatory regimes to deal with that. It almost makes me uh, 
Yeah, we are batting a thousand. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It almost makes me feel like all this twenty three and me stuff. It, and I'm I'm in a I'm gonna you know diatribe for a second, but Russia literally this was the big you know Human Rights Council or the UN Security Council that they called, and essentially what they ended up saying and what some of the information which came out of uh, you know some of those data drops which actually went back to uh, Army and Navy facilities, I believe one of them in Texas, when they were basically saying that, yeah, they were harvesting all of this DNA and doing all this research over in Ukraine in order to specifically target, essentially, r the Russian people over there. And they had to be synovial samples from, they had to be Russian people, they had to be uh, these people. So it does make me wonder... Does it make any of you wonder? Because every day I wake up, it feels like we're in the twilight zone. Uh, and now we are seeing quite literally two years after a fake, you know, this pandemic, which they used to completely destroy the economy, completely decimate the Constitution, and roll out this vaccine program of a vaccine that's not a vaccine, but they had to change the definition. So now it's a vaccine. And it's FDA approved, but it's not actually on the market, so it's not FDA approved, whatever they're giving us. And we've had record numbers of, of VAERS reports, and there are children dropping dead on the, you know, on the soccer field and on the football field, and there are pro athletes in the best shape of their lives in their 20s and 30s, and they're dropping dead. And they're finding clots that are just, you know, the length of people's entire limbs. But it's all good, right? But what are we doing? This stuff is, again, I mean, this is an Orwellian fever dream. One of Google's earliest genetic experiments paid off. Here's what will make or break its future. So this is from January. By the time the, and I'm, I'm going to go through some of this stuff, you guys, because I have a, before I keep going through this, I have to wonder some days, what am I looking at when I see all this stuff going on? I see, like, very open admissions about this kind of stuff, really weird experiments they're doing to people. You have the CDC, you have these people lying and telling you, yeah, uh, Dr. Burks, oh, yeah, well, we lied about that because, you know, we needed to inflate the numbers and... Yeah, it is a genetic uh, experiment. It's a you know genome editing treatment, but we didn't tell you that. But it's just because we thought you wouldn't get it. And they're telling us all these things. And then like you know last year they said don't mate with UFOs. And there's this weird fog that seems to be surrounding everyone. And it's like we're all watching this as if we're actually watching a version of the Twilight Zone and not our own lives. So I'm gonna keep going through this now, but just. Keep that in mind as, as I go through this stuff. Uh, so 23 and Me may pay off. By the time the first Disruptor 50 was published in 2013, 23 and Me earned a spot on the list, had raised more than $50 million from investors. Uh, as of last September, says 12 million people have had their DNA sequence, 80% of them opting into research. That could lead to new drug discoveries. New drug discoveries. Oh, I wonder if those drug discoveries are going to be made from snake venom, like all the other ones we found out. 
It's a fascinating uh, revelation. It's thanks to, in part, to 23andMe's initial disruption, the cost of genomic sequencing has fallen by 99.99% in 16 years. Its future lies in its ability to power the drug discovery that will help find a way to sustain profitability as the novelty of sequencing one's own DNA wears off. Okay, so they admit, I just want to point out right here, that the novelty of sequencing one's DNA may wear off. Okay, so it was a novelty. You know, they made it a lot cheaper by utilizing that novelty, but this is kind of what I was saying. They didn't really say, yeah, everyone should go sequence your DNA because we can save the world. They said, no, hey, guys, this will be fun. Send us your DNA. We will then own it. Um, in 2006, the estimated cost of sequencing a single human genome was about $14 million. That same year, Ann Wojcicki... Remember that name, along with co-founders Linda Avey and Paul Susanna, I might have said that right, started a company that promised to provide direct-to-consumer genetic sequencing for as little as $99. And so basically what they say is it stands out as an example of many of the traits we've seen in the most disruptive companies over the last decade. Uh, <laughs> disruptive companies, I want to point out too, some of the other disruptive companies they're probably talking about are, you know, perhaps Meta. Uh, some of these big tech companies, like the ones using facial recognition, uh, were also doing sequencing and involved in the COVID response, who also helped create and, you know, drive a lot of the COVID response and provided uh, services and testing for governments that we paid for. And the same, some of the same companies, like the, I can't remember the, cer the color one, uh, that they're actually developing some of the technology in concert with other contractors to identify Uyghur Muslims in, you know. So they do good things. Just keep that in mind when we talk about disruptive technology. By the time the 50 disruptor list was published, they would earned a spot. So, okay, going back down here, remember this. The company had raised more than $50 million from investors including biotech firm Genentech, venture capital firm New Enterprise Associates, and Google. Wojcicki's sister, Susan, was an early Google employee and is the CEO of YouTube. At the time, Ann Wojcicki was married to Google founder Sergey Brin. Okay, so we've got Ann Wojcicki. We've got Susan Wojcicki, Google employee, CEO of YouTube, married to Google founder Sergey. And then remember this right here. 23andMe under spot on the list. The company had raised more than 50 from investors, including biotech firm Genentech. Anyone remember what Genentech was? Where we heard that before? That was one of the Wojcicki. Wojcicki. My apologies. Thank you, Ash. Um, Genentech was one of those companies that that was invested in those uh, <laughs> the RNA testing and you know, in some of those Venom libraries. It's a throwback to when we had Dr. Artis on the last time. I find that fascinating that, uh, you know, that giant conspiracy theory that they were doing testing with snake venom, which potentially led to the development of COVID-19 and perhaps some of these genetically targeted, uh, you know, weapons properties in this stuff also invested in 23andMe, which apparently has been harvesting and now owns your DNA for m tens of millions of people, which 
maybe being used to create weapons against you. So let's move on to the next story. How Russia could use your ants' genealogy hobby to kill you. Happy Monday. <laughs> uh, your ants' genealogy hobby could help China or Russia design a biological weapon to kill your family. I almost want to say that again, but I'm not going to. That risk alarms policymakers and officials in the United States, even if it's a remote prospect for most people. The emergence of sex technology could allow rogue regimes to develop exquisite assassination programs with more than the usual impunity. There are now reasons under development that are now weapons under development and developed that are designed to target specific people. Jason Crow's uh, a member of committees that oversee the Pentagon and the U.S. intelligence community said Friday at the Aspen Security Forum in Aspen, Colorado. That's what this is, where you can actually take someone's DNA, their medical profile, take a biologic, target a biological weapon that will kill that person or take them off the battlefield, just to recap. So, I mean, these are clearly military applications. And I think it's funny because, again, these are things that the U.S. was just accused of doing in the last like six months in fact several times in fact if you put together the information coming out of now what's happening in ukraine what has happened in ukraine if you put together uh the eco health the peter dayzak stuff everything that's been going on with darpa and the dod funding this stuff over there with fauci going back decades um that's exactly what they've been doing is they've been very likely creating genetic targeted bioweapons over there using our money in Ukraine and very likely that is what COVID-19 morphed into. So it's kind of funny that they're you know you you know that there's something going on when the government when the government comes out and the media says something like this and they said something like so off the wall kind of like the the UFO stuff uh, they're either doing two things they're going hey let's just throw something at them and see how they react. Because I think they do that all the time. They just test. They beta test. You know, like some of these mass shootings or like, you know, some of the gun control pushes. They're just testing you. They're saying, how are they going to react? Are they pliant enough yet? Are we going to get too much of a pushback and we got to wait till next January? Uh, or they're just telling you something that's already been going on. Because there's no other reason they would say something like this. Um... So next, Russia, to move on, Russia is willing to use those against political opponents. Well, duh. I mean, they literally just accused the United States and NATO of doing the same thing to them. So they're willing to use them on their own soil, but then to go in on the soil of a NATO ally in the UK and use those, as we go into the future, we have to be prepared for that eventualities. And I don't think we talk about it as much as we should and look for methods to continue to combat. That was a reference to Russia's use of a nerve agent in the attempted assassination of former double agent Sergei Skripal, I'm going to say that and pretend it's right, who was found unconscious along with his niece on a bench in southeast England. British officials said that they were poisoned with an extremely sophisticated chemical weapon. The Skripals, I'm sure that's wrong, survived the attack, but a British woman named Dawn Sturgis died after unwittingly uh, after unwitting exposure to the poison which had been disguised in a discarded perfume bottle. And uh, so I want to point this out, too. Any time that they do this stuff, I mean, you know, you talk about James Bond. They put all these movies in it. it. They are very clearly telling you what it is that they're doing. Um, 
you know, it's called predictive programming and all this other things, but they put it in so many places and so many forms and in fiction and in theater and on, you know, science fiction and the cartoons and, you know, they, they just roll it all in there together so you're inundated by it because I think they really just don't want you to be able to tell the difference between reality. And I want, when you see something in real life, I think that's the reaction that a lot of people have, are having is, ah, I saw that on the blacklist. Oh, that was in, you know, I saw that in Charmed or that was in Star Trek because they... They, they want to confuse you. That's the whole point. Like, they want to move us into the metaverse. Uh, they want us to eat fake meat. Like, why would we need fake meat? Think about that. If they're trying to fake everything, they're trying to fake meat, fake children, fake marriages, fake women, fake men, fake reality, they want to fake food. Why would they do that? We don't need to fake anything. They want us to com be so confused... That we don't know who we are, we don't know where we come from. And so when we see reality, and it should like send off our alarm bells, like, you know, if you were a caveman, you see a lion chasing you, you kind of go, oh, crap, I should run from that lion, or I should do my best to kill it, you know, fight the lion. And uh, now we, we don't even know what the lion is anymore. Now we're like, oh, it's a painting of a lion of a wall. Oh, no, that's a hologram lion. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Tell, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Because I think that's that's what is happening nowadays. Um, just just to recap, another another story. DNA collected from test kits likely to be used as targeted bioweapons. And here, this is a good point here. First off, anytime our government comes out with any seemingly off-the-wall warning, it's because they know whatever they're warning about is already happening. Second, Alex Jones and other conspiracy theorists have been proven right. Again. <laughs> It's a, again, happy Monday, conspiracy theorists. I want to pull out a meme that says, God, it's hard being right all the time. Um, so when news broke this weekend that a Democrat and a Republican, so this is bipartisan, this is what the mainstream media would call bipartisan support or bipartisan concern. We are coming across the aisle to raise the, uh, the warning that yeah, apparently they're trying to kill you with bioweapons that they've been harvesting from your spit and, you know, by your own will for the last couple decades. Um, we, we, we should rename this episode Bipartisan Bioweapons. When news broke this weekend that a Democrat and a Republican both came out with a warning about DNA collection services selling our biological data uh, to those who may harm us, several news organizations reported on it and here it is again. Their DNA is in the hands of private companies. This is like actual headlines. This is not somewhere in, you know, in the whatever conspiracy chronicle. This is not just Alex Jones. This was on Fox News. Uh, and so... I guess my warning to you from this article is you should probably stay away from giving up your DNA. And we, what we've gone through on the show, I've gone through on the show uh, a couple times before, the patents that they have, some of them, uh, and some videos about the COVID swab testing, and it kind of makes you wonder, are they just swabbing our noses again? Was, uh, I, I, you can probably find it. Actually, I might be able to find it before we get on. 
Um, but the COVID swabs, for some reason, were seemed to be designed, when you looked at them under a microscope, to collect DNA. Like, didn't make any sense uh, why the COVID swabs, which were being used on all of Americans now for, like, two years, why they were designed in such a way that would make it ideal for actually harvesting DNA from people. It makes me wonder if they're doing the exact same thing, or are they testing something? There's all kinds of weird technology that they have, which we've been called nuts for for talking about you know in the in the first place again this is fox news um and just before i move on because i found this so weird and creepy you know it's bad when they're warning you openly that they're taking your dna to create bioweapons um something else that doesn't doesn't sit well with me is like when Fauci and you know they all get down and go get your vaccine you know these are safe and effective like the the George HW voice well this one weirded me out too because we know the the tap water isn't exactly the best especially in certain cities god knows what they've been doing with it so this little warning kind of creeped me out hey tap into good health i never head out without my new york city tap water Hot outside, I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. I don't know about you, but I just that just felt raw watching that again. It just felt it felt really raw. Can someone please tell me? <laughs> please tell me why this guy is saying tap water is the best. Like why? What do you mean tap water is the best? What is that supposed to mean? In New York City? Like, New York City has historically had the best water in the country? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. Uh, but it's, su it's super creepy. And we're getting more and more of these. I don't understand where these lizard people are coming from. Um, another, uh, another segment from the Twilight Zone 2022 COVID edition. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong image. Wrong image. Here we go. Uh-oh. Michigan News Channel posts results to Republican primary election, which is next week. This is not the first time that this has <laughs> happened. But, uh... <laughs> and hold on. I just want to point out. This is literally not the first time that this has happened. <laughs> like, this happened in Georgia and possibly Michigan uh, before as well. But, like, in the last 12 months, this has happened a couple times. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it is the fluoride. Uh, I wonder if that's this, like, zone out, this zombie state that we see so many people in. But so this happened. Michigan News Channel 3 published the results to the primary <laughs> Republican election. A couple of rhinos won. A Trump hater, Peter Meyer, won his race. However, the primary is not until August 2nd. Here are quite literally the results that they posted. So... Let me make this a little bit bigger for you. All right, so we have, yep, Tudor Dixon, complete rhino, winning at 47%. Wow. Uh, Ryan Kelly, who we've had on the show, he was the he is the man who was uh, arrested by the FBI for a couple of misdemeanors, supposedly, on January 6th, uh, just, you know, in the last month. Um, 
and he was a favorite, and I think he would be a great governor, and I think he has a real chance of winning. And I think that is why they, they arrested him, is because he's an actual threat. Uh, but they gave him a little nod here, but, you know, too bad he didn't, he didn't win. And then we have John Molinar. Yeah, that's a rhino. Look at this. Peter Meyer. Definitely a rhino. Tim Walt. Yep, these are all uh, not the people's candidates. But thank God they let us know what we have to look forward to before we vote. You know, that always makes me feel better. So we have a... Oh, I've got to make that the right format. So we've got a couple of uh, pictures because I believe it was CanCon. He actually, uh, he actually texted them. I believe it was CanCon. Maybe Ash, you can confirm that for me. But the state of Mi or somebody at a News Channel Three. <laughs> this is an actual text message. How is it you have election results when we haven't voted in the primaries yet? And we get a response: an affiliate is testing our election system. <laughs> Who's the affiliate? Uh, so we'll put this second up now. Thank you for your concern. They respond at. 10 o'clock at night. Our apologies. We have been testing our systems with the Associated Press. The numbers you are seeing are not actual results. We have cleared the numbers. The actual primary results will populate after the polls close on Tuesday, August 2nd. Okay, so these are not the actual results. You are seeing results. They are not the actual results. The Associated Press has been testing with them. They're very trustworthy. The actual primary results, which are not these results, and will surely be massively different than these results, uh, that that will that will happen on August second. Sounds good to me. Does it sound good to you guys? Because it sounds good to me. I'm talking about the Associated Press. Oh yes, the members of the EISCC. We'll uh, read the highlighted text. Mission of the Council is to advance the physical security, cybersecurity, and emergency preparedness of the nation's election infrastructure in accordance with existing U.S. law. Let's point that out. I know that wasn't highlighted, but uh, existing U.S. law seems to be something that they don't want to follow unless they want to follow it. And then if it actually turns out to be a problem, they can, in fact, just imprison uh, and pass new laws so that you know, they don't have to follow those laws like Jenna Griswold did here in Colorado. Or like the House is attempting to do now by changing the election laws to, you know, prevent what happened the first time and still didn't save our republic. But they want to make sure that they can identify clear electors who are not appointed by Trump to overthrow the election. Because that's a good uh, interpretation of history. Our government knew there was a conflict of interest because they have yet... Oh, I'm sorry. This mission will be accomplished through voluntary actions of the infrastructure owners and operators represented in the council. Voluntary. So remember voluntary. Our government knew there was a conflict of interest, but they had to sign a waiver certifying they knew. Get the numbers of the EISCC, who were the very companies used for basically every aspect of the 2020 elections, were also in charge of physical security cybersecurity, emergency preparedness of the nation's election infrastructure. And they had no oversight. We've talked about that on the show before, that oversight seems to be a problem unless they want there to be oversight. 
tell me if this, this all making sense to you, right? Because we don't live in the Twilight Zone. We live in COVID America. Trust the science. Trust the science. <laughs> oh, yeah. Organizing members of the EICC Associated Press Elections. And then, of course, we have Dominion and ESNS. Everyone, Heart, Inner Civic, one of those, uh, one of those beautiful, beautiful companies that we've talked about in the Michigan contracts as well, just in the last week or so. It all seems good, right, guys? I don't have any questions. We're going to be right back after this commercial break because I love Mike Lindell and I love my slippers. Actually, hand me my slippers, Zach. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code, and you'll get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor-outdoor sole so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for the best savings ever, only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities, and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. And that code is CD21. Go to MyPillow. You can go to MyPillow.com slash CD21, actually. Uh, but go check them out. The discounts have gone up since the last time we uh, we talked about them. But they've got everything. Oh, you know what? Yeah, where's my gavel? I understand that we are dealing with a lot. And I think it is because of the psychopaths. And Charles, I'm sorry if you're not enjoying this uh, this show. I have to have a little bit of fun because if I just come in and talk about this, uh, I get really fired up because I don't understand why people are, are not doing anything. I really don't. So if you will talk about the psychopaths for a few more minutes, and then we're going to have Peter Lupi on, and that'll be very exciting. Um, because we do need to prove the election fraud. And like I mentioned earlier, please go to... Oh, where's my little magic frame? Please go to coloradorecount.com. We're going to be talking about this shortly when we have Peter on. But please do go there. 
uh, please do support these candidates. It's a really big deal. Uh, we need to make sure that we get this right now. We have a big chance to fix our elections. We prove it in El Paso. We prove it in Colorado. We prove it everywhere. This is a huge moment for people to stand up, to make their voice heard, to throw their money uh, behind some things that actually matter. And this, this is a big chance. They want it. They've made it un unbelievably expensive for no reason because they hate you. They lie to you, continue to lie to you, and they will do this uh, until we put a stop to uh, a stop to them. So we have a chance now, though they're still trying to to make it unfeasible, though they're still trying to to steal it away for us to make it impossible. Um, we have a chance, and people in El Paso, El Paso is the tip of the spear right now. So please do please do get involved. Uh, again, we'll have Peter on shortly. But, um, so couple a couple more weird things, and then I want <laughs> so just just to to bring up some some funny news. Yes, Taiwan holds air raid drills as China doubles down against Nancy Pelosi visit. Um, I mean, I don't know. Does anyone here think that Nancy Pelosi is like a great person to handle any kind of diplomacy for the United States? Personally, I'm not really sure. Um, of course, China is claiming that that uh, you know, Taiwan is sovereign territory. She defended her trip. The Chinese foreign ministry has doubled down, warnings that the trip could have serious consequences for the U.S. The Chinese side have made it clear to the U.S. on many occasions it is firmly opposed to Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. We are fully prepared. Can like do, can anyone go back in time a couple years and ask okay like so if Donald Trump was the president or we had a president who actually had the interest of the American public at heart whether what China said would would matter like we're sending a drunk woman on behalf of like the vegetable president to Taiwan and the Chinese are like no this is very bad we don't like we don't like this you 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 don't go Taiwan they are that our country like. This is actually news that <laughs> that we're seeing here today. Um, so, one more uh, one more cute little story from the absolute insane upside down land. Uh, so, if anyone's not familiar with Sebastian Kohn, Sebastian Kuhn, maybe it maybe it is. Um, I can't make this up, you guys. One of the directors for George Soros. <laughs> this is from Andy Go. Uh, one of the directors for George Soros Open Society Foundation, who specializes in public health, Sebastian Kuhn, I think that's pronounced, shares in The Guardian how he had sex with multiple men in a weekend for New York City Pride and contracted both monkeypox and gonorrhea. Poor guy. Uh, here's the best one. He blames the system for failing him. Here he is. <laughs> Guys, I can't make this up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Crump, direct, Division Director, Signature Initiatives at Open Society Foundations. That is real. Uh, so there he is, Open Society Foundations. Open Society Foundations is, of course, a giant George Soros thing that has been, you know, attempting to implement the Great Reset, the New World Order, and, you know, create hell on earth. I'm a 39-year-old man from Sweden, living in Brooklyn, working in philanthrop philanthropy. 
For the past decade, my work is primarily focused on sex and reproductive health. So I, all, I followed the, uh, the uh, outbreak from the very beginning. I even tried to get vaccinated. Uh, but like the vast majority of others, I had no luck. So I, I'm not going to get into the graphic details, but basically he got some lesions, some very painful things, and some itching, some stinging and itching. I wasn't scared. I was told to be mild, but I'm totally healthy. I had no idea I was going to get this bad. Uh, I was agreed to get tested. I have the, all the symptoms of monkeypox, and thankfully nobody questioned whether or not I should receive a full panel. After I got home, it started, it started spreading, and then I got mosquito bite-like things everywhere, and blisters, and on the top of my skull, and my face, and my arms, and my legs. Uh, and then I got also tested for, for gonorrhea. No word on monkeypox monkey yet. Um, so he then basically goes on to say, if only they had told me, because th this is literally what he's saying. He's saying... Uh, I was told it wouldn't be this big of a deal, and because, because, they told me that there wasn't much of a spread, the, uh, the government officials in New York City, I was not that worried. I was not that worried. This is actual life. And so here's my thoughts on this. Number one, okay, so tell me you're an idiot without telling me you're an idiot. Number two... Uh, it kind of seems like they just want to use this poor, you know, extremely foolish, you know, successful gay man to hype up all the symptoms of monkeypox so that people start freaking out and they act like they did for COVID again. Uh, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's like they're just making this into an STI thing and they're going to make it seem like monkeypox is horrible and this poor, this poor man got all these lesions all over his body and so now everyone needs to panic because monkeypox is coming back they're already talking about monkeypox because you know we can't have an election if there's monkeypox psychopaths that's quite literally where we're at right now a bunch of psychopaths tell me if this makes any sense to you guys i really i really i wonder what i'm looking at anytime um, so a couple more videos, and then we will get to our vet, to our guest. Um, here's our supposed vice president talking about a very urgent health issue. To put it in law, there may be litigation, but we will be in a much better position than um, than to not do that. And you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue, and we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play, what is at stake, and codifying Roe will be an important um, moment in terms of putting back in place protections for, for the folks who are at risk right now. I just want to play part of that one more time for you guys. One more time. And this is a real issue, and we need to act with it, but we will be in a much better position than, um, than to not do that. And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America um, than to not do that. And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America um, than to not do that. And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America. And this is a real. That's a really serious issue. I don't know if you guys heard that, 
But not only can you get monkeypox if you have unprotected sex during Gay Pride Weekend in New York City and also catch an STD, but women are getting pregnant every day in America. I don't know, guys, but I feel afraid. Do you feel afraid? Because if I had, trust me, if I had any idea, if I had any idea that women were getting pregnant every day in America, I might be a Democrat. Maybe that, maybe that's, uh, that's what we've all been missing. Maybe that's why we don't support Roe v. Wade, because we didn't realize that women were getting pregnant every day in America. Oh, wait, we did. No, it's just baby murder. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, we've got that, uh, got that sorted out. And so I know we've had a lot of we've had a lot of uh, great technological advancements. Not many of them serving. In fact, we've now heard that uh, Ireland is joining, you know, the Netherlands and some of these other countries to reduce their farming capability and for greenhouse greenhouse emissions um, because greenhouses are bad. So. Now we will show you another video that they want. <laughs> Here's the technology that is really exciting that they get to roll out, just like out of Black Mirror, instead of, you know, perhaps some, uh, some technology to cure the supply chain crisis, make sure that we have diesel and gasoline. Maybe they could just focus on that. Um, but no, we have this now. Cool, right? Aren't you guys glad that we have little Black Mirror robot dogs that can shoot AR-15s at us? I would much prefer that to, uh, you know, food for the American people. I think that's important. <sighs> I don't know. What do you guys... Do you think that it's more important for the American people to be able to have gas... And, uh, you know, get to work and feed their families and uh, feed their children. And maybe we could have invested some of the money that went to, that went to this. Maybe we could have invested it in voting machines that actually counted the vote. What do you guys think? Did Captain Obvious just get here? Wow. It's almost like these dogs shoot better than voting machines count votes. 
I think it makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I do believe, hey, uh, <laughs> so we have our guest here. And uh, before I go completely off the, off the rails, because uh, I can't, <laughs> can't understand what's going on, I'm going to end the psychopath discussion. And we're going to bring on a, a great patriot here in Colorado. Uh, Peter, it looks like I've got sound. So I'm going to bring you in. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. How are you doing? Excellent. <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you? Great. It was I a great the, event I last night. I love that rant. I love that rant, man. <laughs> we can just do that for 45 minutes. I, I swear. Yeah, like, I mean, please, guys, uh, give us give us some voting machines that, that, do, <laughs> that do anything half as well as those robot dogs, and maybe, we w- maybe we'd be okay. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so I know there was a there was an awesome event uh, last night, and uh, I was actually I was here in the studio uh, live streaming that. Uh, ton of ton of really fire energy. So I want to turn it over to you, Peter. Introduce uh, most of our audience knows who you are, but uh, I'll give you a few minutes. Just run through what's going on and why what we need to do right now is really really urgent. Uh, yeah. You know, especially in El Paso County and with this recount. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir, for the. Intro. Uh, my name is Peter Lupia. I was a uh, what we call the top line candidate for uh, El Paso County for the position of clerk and recorder. And so, uh, when I say top line, the reason I say that is because there were a uh, a group of us who were conservative. Uh, I'll say America First uh, patriots who actually showed up at assembly and made ourselves available and presented ourselves to the assembly delegates and were voted onto the ballot by them. Uh, All of us uh, got easily 60 plus percent of the vote. Um, All of our competitors, meanwhile, petitioned onto the ballot. So um, we kind of got ourselves put together as the top line group. Um, We had a, a actually, wow, I think there were 10 of us or 11 of us uh, that were all part of that. So it was pretty cool. Um, but what happened in the, uh, primary, so fast forward to the primary, uh, we all lost our races by almost a 65, 35% across the board margin. So a little bit of a variation here or there, but as I'm sure many people have seen, uh, the charts that we're able to put together show a identical correlation for, uh, yeah, there you go. Great. Shows identical correlation for the votes throughout the night. So what they would uh, want us to believe is that in the first 20 days of counting, um, we all were losing by 65 to 35. And then somehow on election day, they downloaded that 65-35 split. And then for the balance of election day, we all got exactly a 50-50 split with our competitors. So um, all of our races were two people with the exception of our sheriff, Todd Watkins. They're the only ones that had three people in the race, but much like those, those charts that you just threw up there, um, that they're identical to what we saw here. So the expectation is that that statistically impossible 50, 50 correlation on election day happened after we were all conveniently, uh, in a 65 to 35% losing position. Um, despite all of our polling going in, despite all of our, uh, information going in, showing we were equal to, or, um, even ahead of those folks, <clears throat> that uh, that's what they're asking us to believe. So, 
that's that's kind of the that's kind of the setup so so yeah uh, i just want to ask you just just to clarify a few things yeah for yeah, the yeah. people in the back so you <laughs> you guys actually you know did the hard work people supported you you're on the ballot and then there's some people who who got it in the other way uh people mm-hmm. who are extremely unpopular and by all common sense accounts if we're using our our own senses and believing them they really had no support uh, but somehow they won. Right. So the, the, the folks that ran the Biden basement campaign um, seem to have done very well. Um, and, and not to say that some of them, you know, didn't come out of the hole every once in a while, but it was very rarely. My, my competitor, for instance, he and I, over the course of uh, our six-month campaign, only met uh, in person one time in a public venue uh, to have a forum um, that was recorded and... Uh, I'll just I'll just say I got some feedback that was very interesting. So there were three of us on the stage during this forum: uh, myself, my Republican competitor, and then uh, they had actually invited the the lone Democrat in the race. So the three of us were on stage, and I got feedback at the end of the night from uh, people who were there, uh, or who I apologize, people who had watched the recording online and missed um, the introductions at the beginning where uh, we weren't identified by party. Um, And the Democrat was actually wearing a mask while they were up there. So there were two of us Republicans, one Democrat wearing a mask. The feedback I got was people couldn't tell the difference between the Democrat and the Republican. They thought that the lady wearing the mask was the other Republican and my Republican opponent was the Democrat. So that's kind of how how our, our race shaped up. I spoke about election integrity, but the entirety of my campaign was uh, 95% conversation about election integrity, going back to hand counting, um, all of the issues that we're talking about here today. Um, and I talked a little bit about the other things we need to do to make the clerk and recorder's office better. Uh, my opponent focused solely on his ideas for improving the website and doing some things mentioned election integrity towards the end when he saw the amount of traction that we were getting with that, but um, was was never in that conversation really at all. And so um, that's just how the whole thing kind of rolled here in El Paso County for all of us. Some of our candidates were never able to face off with their competitors. Um, some of them got one opportunity, uh, for lack of a better term, got spanked hard and never came back out of the basement again. You know, I so I'm going to pose a question to you, um, and I want I want to be clear. This is not a rhetorical question. Do you believe <laughs> Do you believe that the people in Colorado and that the American people in general are stupid? Absolutely not. I yeah. think they're. Why do they think, I think we're stupid? Low information. Low information. Exactly. Yeah. Why do they They yeah. truly think that they can do this? They truly think that you and other candidates who have been vocal about election integrity about fixing the obvious problems that we have that a cursory glance of the evidence would make very very obvious to anyone who's going to look honestly uh and suddenly all of those candidates who had a a lot of support from the people who had grassroots support they all lose the race all kinds of shenanigans already and they want to say no no big deal and then they want to charge each one of you top dollar just to be able to do a recount yeah, that, and that's where we're shaping up. And, and, I, and I do have to say, I mean, we know that this happened, obviously, here in El Paso County. Um, we are the largest county in Colorado. So by, by population, we're the largest. Um, nationwide, we're actually one of the top two or three um, 
counties in percentage of Republican voters. So uh, we're a pretty we're a pretty big deal, um, and I don't just say that because we're here. But there's a lot of folks that are watching this uh, around uh, the state and um, the nation as well. And so we know that it happened here in El Paso County. We know that it happened at the state level. We've seen what's going on with uh, Tina Peters and Ron Hanks, and um, we know that it happened in other counties as well. Uh, and I think some of them are trying to get themselves organized. They didn't have the um, the benefit, I guess, for lack of a better term, they didn't have the benefit of having organized themselves as a, as a slate or a group of top-line candidates, so to speak. So their efforts are a little more individualized. But mm-hmm. um, we, we, you know, we definitely are, are pushing forward with a recount here. And this, the statutes are um, there to allow for it, but they certainly make it as challenging as possible for us to actually be able to undertake that from both a uh, mechanical level of getting everything processed and filed all the way down to um, what what we don't know at this point is the full the full cost of doing that so mm-hmm. we know we know a little bit about what they're uh, based on Ron and Tina's experience up at the state level we know a little bit about uh, kind of what a baseline uh, estimated payments going to look like uh, based on the numbers that came out of El Paso County uh, for a machine recount, but of course we're not asking for a machine recount. We're asking for a hand recount. So, um, and we have gotten stonewalled by the Secretary of State's office and our clerk and recorder here with getting information and data. Um, really, really, really difficult time working with the Secretary of State's office and trying to get clarity on how we can finance these recounts, where the money needs to come from. Um, and after literally multiple phone calls, emails, um, all sorts of ways of reaching out to them, the, it comes down to each candidate has to pay for their own recount. And we, we have, a, again, a baseline number of what we think they will come back with in offering us a machine recount. Uh, we're trying to prepare ourselves for what that number might look like as a hand recount. And so I want to ask one more Captain Obvious question. Why won't they just give that to you? <laughs> like, what, what, what? You'd think, you know, these candidates clearly won with such a, such a huge margin, and clearly we have the gold standard of elections here in Colorado. It's definitely no fraud. Why won't they just give it to us? Yeah, well, again, uh, you just you answered your own question, actually, because their response back to us is, this is the gold standard. Why do we need to do anything? Just tr- trust us. Just trust us. Um, you know, we, we did a good, fair and accurate, transparent job. We're not going to let you see anything. We're not going to actually show you how anything happened. We're not going to explain it, but it was free and transparent. Just trust us. So, um, uh, again, we, we know from the response that Ron and Tina got back uh that a hand count is not something they're going to consider right off the bat. So statute does in fact allow for a hand count. We know that hand counts happen around the state. Um, there are counties that uh, do a machine count to meet the Secretary of State's rules and statutes, and then they automatically do a hand count of every single election in their county. Uh, there are some counties that are small enough they only do hand counts. So it's clearly laid out in the statutes that hand counts are allowed. Um, so that's that's the argument that we we have to make. So we know for a fact we're going to get back the response. Here's your here's your budget, and we're offering you a machine recount. End of story. 
so that's where we have to take the fight to the next level. Well, thank you, Peter. And I want to make sure that everyone can go. Tell me if there's somewhere else that uh, that you would have them go, but I know they can go to coloradorecount.com slash candidates. You can see these candidates, and uh, I know you can learn how to support them. Make sure that, and I, I will urge you, please do go and support these candidates. Uh, Peter, I'll give you I'll give you the last couple words on that. And, uh, you know, I, I want people to take this with some urgency and know how they can get involved, whether it's donating. And I urge you, please, to donate because this there is a, a you know, a, a time barrier here. Um, but this should be all hands on deck in Colorado. So I'll, I'll give it to you, Peter. Yeah, no, thank you, Apollo. I appreciate that. So a couple things. Um, absolutely. We need financial support. And um, we have to have our money ready to turn into the clerk and recorder and meet his escrow requirements, potentially as early as tomorrow. Um, we're, we're hopeful that we'll maybe make it to Wednesday, but those have to be certified funds. So um, that means they have to get into our donation accounts. We have to get them cleared, transferred over to the bank, and then uh, let the bank clear them so that they can be available for certified funds. So. We did, we did launch kind of a 72-hour uh, a emergency fundraising campaign. We had a, a great event last night, as you mentioned, early. And thank you guys for live streaming that, uh, by the way. Again, that was super helpful. So um, coloradorecount.com backslash candidates, actually forward slash, I guess, to be technically correct, um, coloradorecount.com forward slash candidates. Um, we'll take you to a website. And on there, you will see each of the candidates that is part of this uh, recount campaign that we're working on. So uh, there's a link to each of our individual websites there. So people can click on that link. It'll take you directly to our candidate websites and you can make a direct donation there. So anybody that has the ability to uh, do something for everybody, that's great. Otherwise, you know, pick your favorite candidate, whatever the case may be. Um, the other thing that I, I would like to mention, um, we have gotten uh, great traction and response in large part to efforts like you guys, Apollo, and everybody helping us out. We are getting donations from all across the country. I have gotten them from coast to coast, Florida, New York, California, Oregon, and probably a dozen states in between. So thank you to everybody uh, nationwide. That's very helpful. And last thing I will say is for our friends who are here in Colorado, uh, and are willing, if they are a certified, if they went through the process with the Secretary of State to become a certified uh, election judge or poll watcher or any of the things that required certification, um, we are asking for volunteers to identify themselves uh, because we're hoping to be able to use volunteers uh, to get the uh, court and the clerk and recorder to allow us to use certified volunteers um, as part of this hand recount to help us keep the cost down. So if we can, if we can show up and say, hey, we've got you know, 100 or 150 or 200 people that are already certified to do this job, um, they're all willing to volunteer their time. You don't have to pay them the $15 an hour that you were paying you know, the election judges. That'll be a big help as well. But and where can they go to do that? Um, we just need them to reach out to reach out to any of the candidates and just let us know we're, we're trying to get that all coordinated. But if somebody can do that um, through any of the candidate sites, there's a contact on there and just contact us and let us know that you're available and we will get you added to the, the contact list. And again, that may be a, uh, a very quick turnaround, but um, anybody who's certified with the Secretary of State, that, that's statewide. So if somebody's willing to come over from another county, 
um, that can do that for us. But uh, coloradorecount.com forward slash candidates is the spot to go to uh, get connected to all the websites, make the donations, and reach out for us if uh, you're willing to volunteer. No guarantees that we'll get all the volunteers, but we'd like to have them ready to go. Well, and I'd like, so I, Peter, thank you. And first, you, you spoke great. All the speakers last night were phenomenal. Uh, I would like to personally encourage everyone who's listening here in Colorado, or if you know anyone in Colorado, please share this. Uh, I'm going to clip out this part of the interview so you can share this. Like every single person who's able in Colorado to be a volunteer should do that. Uh, we, that's one problem we can solve very, very easily. And it's better to have 10 times as many as we need than uh, not to have not to have enough. So there's, I know there for a fact there's more than enough people to cover that. So I'd like to make sure that we do that. So I'm going to keep pushing that out. Uh, that I'm turning that over to you, audience, and you patriots here in Colorado. Make sure that we do have enough volunteers and make sure that this website and these people get supported like they need to. This is our job. El Paso is the tip of the spear. Candidates like you, Peter, and Tina, and all, and so many of the other amazing people that we had, they are our best shot right now to solve this before we go further down a path that we don't need to. Uh, Peter, again, thank you yep. very much. Apollo, thank you for your time, my friend. I appreciate you guys again and helping us out. Thanks for the opportunity here today, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Absolutely. And before you go, I want to, because yeah. I was talking about some conspiracy theory stuff. So oh, let's go. I have a dream, and in it, <laughs> Jenna Griswold passes SB 22153-2.0, and suddenly hand recounts are illegal. If I'm, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it, I wouldn't be surprised anymore because these people are so lying, disingenuous. It's unbelievable. Uh, but so if that happens, guys, I, I'm going to have an Alex Jones moment in like two weeks. And I'll, okay. So I just want to put that's, that out there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Apollo said it. You heard it here first. Ladies yeah. And exclusive. <laughs> I'm predicting the, the future. Dream, the dream is real. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> all right peter sorry that, to goof around be, god bless you no that'd be a great conspiracy to come true though hey man let's let's all pray that one in the effect but no, uh, yeah, yeah they'll apollo. be calling me i'll be kit clement <laughs> that's, uh, right, that's right that's right apollo have a blessed day my friend thank you, you too. so much god bless you thank you for everything you're doing thank you for joining us thanks bye-bye all right, Peter Lupia, if you haven't heard him speak before, he's phenomenal. The other speakers, uh, I mean, Lindsey Moore absolutely rocked it. Uh, they had Tina Peters on Zoom last night, absolutely rocked it. Ron Hanks, uh, it, it really was a phenomenal event. Uh, so you can find that. I'll, we'll put the replay links. That's on uh, It's on our Rumble channel as well as on conservative-daily.com. They did stream it on Frank's speech last night as well on the Dell TV2. Uh, but if you want to hear some people who are actually doing the hard work and are actually in the fight and you want to get a little bit fired up uh, as to the kind of nonsense that the radical left and these deep state Soros-funded lackeys are, uh, are still using to you know, rob the American people of their voice and keep us from any kind of accountability in fair elections so that we may vote our way out of this peacefully, you know, instead of having to resort to the ammo box, we can just stick with the with the ballot box wouldn't that be nice they don't want us to have that option uh go check it out watch the replay again go to coloradorecount.com forward slash candidates and uh you know support these people we need volunteers this is this is all hands on deck guys it really is this is all hands on deck um 
But we are out of time. I know I did go over. So thank you, guys. Uh, I will share the clip of Peter Lupia's interview, and I really do recommend that you guys share that far and wide. Um, please help get this message out. Please help the, them raise the funds. We could literally stop this whole, uh, this whole tidal wave of nonsense here in Colorado with this El Paso recount. But we, we need to be on the balls of our feet. we got to be uh, forward of center of gravity. I don't know if you've heard that term before. We've got to be forward of center of mass. we got to be on our toes driving forward. It feels like for a long time now we've been kind of sitting back. You know, it's like the prepper thing. We've been just standing up. It's not enough to stand up anymore. We've got to stand up and drive forward. You know, we've got to move the ball down the playing field. That's the point that we're at. And this gets back to my, uh, my point when I opened the show. Do you guys see all this nonsense? We talked about some weird stuff today. I mean, they announced the election a week before it happened again, like for the fourth time in the last year. Kind of casually, oh, yeah, they're going to create bioweapons from your genetic code that they've been harvesting from you that you gave to them, and they're going to kill you. Russia might do it. Uh, a lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. Kamala Harris thinks it's a problem that American women are getting pregnant every day or having babies every day. And... What's with all the people who just seem in this fog? That's, I think, the thing that concerns me most, is that people can read these headlines and even go and talk to each other about it. And that's all they... And then they go, wow, yeah, it's really bad. You know, Alex Jones moment. And perhaps they're trying to kill all of us. In fact, they pretty much announced that. They pretty much told us that. They've told us that everything they've done is a lie. And then everyone goes back to... Like watching Jeopardy. They'll have a conversation with someone about all the horrible stuff. And then they go, all right, well, I'm going to go bake dinner. Does it confuse anyone but me? It makes me wonder what, what they are putting in the water. It makes me wonder if, uh, if this weirdo... Does it make you wonder... I never head out without my New York City tap water. Hot outside, I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. It really makes me wonder, guys. Like, what are they doing to us? Where did our survival instincts go? Where have they gone? Are we all so disconnected from, from, from what we need to survive? Are we so disconnected from, from reality? Are we so conditioned and locked into the idea that we really do wake up and we need to be in an air-conditioned box to get in another box to go to our next box so that we can, you know, talk on our box and that's where, that's where we live our lives? We see them quite literally making moves and in the process of killing all of us, or most of us, and they're trying. They're coming after our children. And we, and we just go back to, to making dinner. This feels like the Twilight Zone, guys. Well, I'm gonna pray, Father God. Father God, thank you for letting us have humor, because without it, we would be lost. I thank you for the awakening of the American people. I ask you, Lord, though. It feels like there has been an awakening, but it hasn't been great enough yet. And I wonder, Lord, if we don't need 
another awakening, but we need an activation. Perhaps we need the great activation. So I, I just ask you, I'm going to be short and simple today, Father. For those who need to be awake, may they, may they be awakened. May, may, they be, may they be shaken and ripped from the confines of the artificial reality they have been, they have been lulled into. May those who, who see clearly the world for what it is, may they be activated. May those who sit down and watch the movie, may they stand up and participate. Because there, there is, this is not a movie. This is our life. This is the life you have given us. May we be activated. May we be always forward of our center of gravity. May we be moving forward, driving the ball down the field. May we be standing shoulder to shoulder, but also marching forward according to your orders, according to the beat of your drum. Let us still embrace joy and humor. But when we see, when we see an enemy, foreign or domestic, American or, or national or global, a global threat, a network, a cabal of evil, of evil, evil, a cabal of evil that seeks to destroy our children, to pervert their minds, to trick us into murdering our own unborn, an agenda truly seeking to usher in hell on earth. Let us not just look at it and talk about it and voice our opinion, say that we're disgusted by it. Let us do something about it. Let us not be the weak men and women who protest. Let us not tacitly agree to be spectators, witnesses of our own destruction. Let everyone who's awake finally be activated. We need an activation, Lord. I just pray for that. I pray that everyone gets hit with a little cold water. A little smack in the face. Let them not be alright to sit by and watch as children are injected and sentenced to death. As families are destroyed. Let us not be content to sit by and be ruled over by overlords who are too stupid or too evil to be able to rule us in the first place. We, we have this one life, Lord, so I ask that you activate it, you activate it so that we, we may use it. Life is too short. And what purpose is there in making it shorter? Just to bow down before tyrants. Just to give up our children. I ask that we not give up our children, we not give up our lives, we not give up our minds, our hearts. Nothing to lose for nothing to the devil, nothing to evil. But that we clutch it, we hold on to it. Precious. Precious as it is given, is given to us by you. And that we march forward, center of forward of gravity. And we start, we start taking ground. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
All right, guys. Well, that's it. I want you to really think. I want you to really... I ask you to be conscious today. Because we're going to talk about a lot of weird stuff. And I know it's hard because it feels like a lot of people aren't listening. A lot of people don't get it. But... I think... I think maybe they don't get it just because we're not doing it. Maybe if we were being about it a little more than, you know, we were talking about it, maybe we already would have seen that big shift. Maybe that's all that's really missing. Because, you know, it's, it's well established, I think, that most people do want to be led. So maybe we just need enough of us to say, okay, fine, we'll stand in the gap first. Sure, enough of us will get up and start marching forward first. And then maybe that V for Vendetta scene will happen and everyone just files in. That's what I really hope. Maybe that, it, that is it. But there, that's the plan. So we've got the 100-day plan. I'd like to shorten it down to three weeks because I, I don't think we need 100 days. But that depends on you. That depends on all of us. Depends on if you will enroll people to stand next to you. And depends on whether or not enough of you will honestly choose to end this nightmare. Will you go quietly into the metaverse? Or will you stand up and take back your country? Will you stand up and take back your own life? That's it. Where, oh, death is your sting. I'll leave you with that. See you tonight. We've got... Uh, we got Joe Flynn, Patrick Byrne on. Joe will be back. Let's, uh, I'll see you tonight. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.